Before we get into this morning's show, quick disclaimer, I know I always said that this podcast will never have any political undertones or things hinting towards social engineering, but at this point, with the inspiration that was driving this particular episode, it's unavoidable. So, that being said, let's start the show. of July 2019. Good morning and welcome to PBE Daily, the early mornings and late night podcast. My name is Point Blank Iwumbi. Thank you very, very much for joining me on this perfect morning, which has been put to perfect use. And as one thing I was hoping to actually get right this time that I think I failed epically, uh, the weekend was spent on a thousand levels of lazy. I figured if I'm going to sleep, I probably should sleep it off completely. I spent most of Saturday after my event, which was a success, I spent Saturday heavily asleep as in no 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 substances taken to actually get to that level i've gotten to such a level of maturity with my drinking where i will drink up in the early hours get as buzzed as i would like to enjoy and then when i get on stage to do the work i need to do i'm just crashing waters i'm just taking countless amounts of waters to make sure that my voice stays clear my my audience is fully engaged and they know that i'm actually present with them because they're not a haze they're a perfect place for me to be and there's a reason why i enjoy and i thrive on a stage and i'm not gonna have passive because i need liquid encouragement i've never needed it and if anything the alcohol in my life got, got in there later so I kept it genuine to my people. I'm very glad about that. Thank you so much to the Boombox stage for letting me be a part of that event and making me even able to engage with the new generations. And I'm learning so much because these guys move very, very quickly with the consumption of music, and I love them for that. So school is in session. I truly appreciate that. Other than that, I spent uh, the weekend binging on a, uh, a couple of things that I wanted to watch, but from what i noticed that yes i wanted to continue with my 1970s films but i couldn't find the perfect films that i wanted to really enjoy or really take in as i would i would like to and because of that i figured the best way to go would be for me to not lie to myself that i'm certain of what the future holds in regards to the kind of 70s consumption i want because i put out the into the universe that i want to watch 70s material i ended up listening to 70s material and today i continue with the second book by stephen king uh, salem's lot because that's the current information i'm taking in as i work in the office which is to be honest not the bad the worst choice i've ever made because there's nothing creepier than listening to an audiobook that has the, a chill running down your spine and it, it actually keeps your mind alert as you keep on creating what you're creating in the, in, in the animation that you're working on so it's really really cool with the laziness i decided to go with for the weekend there's certain things i actually came across and like certain things that i watched that i feel this is why this particular episode had to be made and this is what i've learned so far from this particular weekend there were two things i watched i watched a film and i watched a documentary i started with a documentary saturday night i think the documentary came out the night before or two days before that it was a documentary called the great hack i even shared the post of it on on instagram the great hack it, it touches on the the way data mining has been done by the, the big um corporations that control the internet because let's not forget it's american companies or swedish companies or companies all over the world which have data from all over the world that we willingly give to them because we want to put status up we want to connect with people around the world we want to share our relationship status we want to share our, our musings and curiosities so as a result 
this information is held on to and it is sold to different companies for the purpose of marketing and for the purpose of uh, engaging certain generations to specific pieces of information so with every person walking this earth they will have their own tailor-made way of seeing the world and tailor-made way of consuming material now when i was watching that documentary there was a character who stood out over there and the next morning which was sunday morning i decided to watch another movie that came out i think it was done by bbc it was called brexit and it really centers around a character that also i feel had undertones of what the other character who i'm going to touch on is involved in so this is the thing with no attempt of putting spoilers across because these are actual news articles that have existed and everything and though i wasn't really tapped into the particular pieces of news or information that were happening at the time i was too busy trying to make comic books come to life and other pieces of information this is what I've learned from those particular two pieces of information that I watched. Now, as far as the two pieces of entertainment, the documentary and the film, they have one thing in common, Cambridge Analytica. And before I take myself into this whole rabbit hole where I sound like I'm being a conspiracy theorist, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to try as much as possible to not dive into doom and gloom. This is what I'm going to go for because the whole thing behind it is it, it informed a whole other angle that it was the basis of the strength of those of the bad company and the basis of the strength of how the united states and the and europe's elections were hacked this is the thing now the character who is probably the central figure in the the great hack is one of the business uh, executives at a former business executive at Cambridge Analytica, her name was Brittany Kaiser. Now, Brittany Kaiser, she's a person who used to work for for um, the UN. She used to work for the Obama campaign and all that. And as a result, in in continuous journey of making successes as far as uh, passing information to the world and everything, she then joined Cambridge Analytica. And when she joined Cambridge Analytica, they came up with ways and formulas that would actually work in the strengths of campaigns in the american election now the first thing they did was do test runs and the test runs is where actually my mind was blown because the, the test runs they were doing were from as far as trinidad and tobago all the way to my country kenya and from what they did and what they learned from what they were doing in those particular elections and, and, I, and for those who are asking themselves in kenya which election in particular the 2013 election now when they go through all this information and they break it all down it then gave them the perfect formula they could use to the elections in the United States because that's the main thing. America being this continental country that if it moves an inch, some parts of the other of the rest of the world will actually crumble or shake. Now, when they got to the United States to actually touch on their campaigns, the campaign they were touching on was the campaign of Ted Cruz. And then they moved on to the campaign of Donald Trump. And the rest is history. Now, when it came time for the whole whistleblower talking about what Cambridge Analytica did to actually use information from say Facebook and Google to actually target information to voters that's where I, I, I'll have to put a pause and then I touch on the other film so that I could make the connection between the two and where my musings have taken me Okay, now keep that in mind just put a pin on that now let's move on to the Brexit film Brexit film talks about this is centralized around a character called uh, Dominic Cummings and Dominic Cummings is one of the people who actually came up with the formula for the Brexit campaign 
and it, it's not really tied to the Brexit campaign that was key triggered towards uh, leave EU, but it was more triggered towards another campaign called, uh, which had the tagline, take back control, take back control. That was the main, the main agenda. And in both cases, there was hints and clues of Cambridge Analytica. Now, what these two sides had in common was this where I think Brittany Kaiser and Dominic Cummings, who I doubt if they ever met, but that's neither here nor there. The part where it comes together is this. They realized that there's a whole potential to change the way a vote goes because there's a whole group of people in society who no one looks at and no one pays attention to. They're undecided in the angles they're going to take in politics. They're undecided in the angles they're going to take as far as even picking up a meal they're going to have. They're undecided in as far as which kind of neighborhoods they want to stay in. They just want to be able to live their lives, take care of their families, and live a generation after a generation after a generation. They are those guys. They're undecided. Now, according to the film, there's one scene, the film which is the Brexit film, there's one scene where they talk about how there's there are at least 3 million voters who... 3 million potential voters who did not vote in many other elections in the UK. Now, from these 3 million individuals, you could take targeted messages, which are just not, not one big billboard which is tailor-made, but you could make in a 24-hour period countless different forms of messages that appear only on their timelines, and the narrative that they're looking at is not the narrative that the news can actually pick up and actually speak on. So you can make them have their own personalized headlines, and these personalized headlines would either make or break the campaign of the opposing factor. Because you all think we have to go sit down into focus groups, we have to sit in committees, we have to sit in workshops, and that's the bureaucracy in control because the bureaucracies that have existed forever and still try to maintain that control are what are making countries not really move forward per se the way say for example in my country Kenya the way people do do things as far as even commercial offices and corporate offices which are trying to get into the next level of what business is supposed to be the first thing they go for is ask questions that are very 1950s, 60s, 70s, and 80s driven. Like, what's your, what are your credentials? What is your work experience? And blah, blah, blah. We have a humongous amount of people in the country, Kenya, for example, who are all disenfranchised because they have no job opportunities and crime waves are actually picking up right, left, and center. I mean, even a friend of mine got attacked as... In, in, in the middle of the day, like at 11 o'clock in the morning, he, he got attacked. He has a dent on his face. Thank God he's still alive because crime has gotten to that level of, of prevalence right now. And that being put to, to the side, you look at that kind of particular situation of my friend being attacked in the comfort of his own city in broad daylight. Now think about how scary it's getting in the evenings. And I'm not trying to make fear-mongering become a thing in this particular episode, but those are just things I wanted to hint on and think about. Now, the undecided voter and the undecided presence is mainly people who are tapped into something different. And something different is this. We've asked ourselves time and again, how come when I see people who are younger than, say, me, I'm 34 years old, people younger than me are more into earphones every time of the day i used to do that but then i took the earphones off because i spend most of the day when i'm walking or i'm not in the office i'm, I'm binging on the environment itself just listening to the world as i walk listening to what a hoot sounds like so i can tell the dis- distance between the hoot and myself and i'm also trying to preserve my eardrums so that i don't actually go deaf because between earphones 
the speakers in the house being on stage on, on a Friday and potentially rocking stages from time to time, it's it's easy to lose uh, your power of hearing. So I'm trying my level best to make sure I'm taken care of. Now, aside from all that, think about how many times you've seen people that they're either plugged into their earphones or they're just looking at their screens. I mean, even in the weekend, I noticed this thing about myself. Every five or so minutes, I'm touching my phone and I didn't, there's no messages coming in. There's, there's there's no texts. There's there's nothing interesting that has changed in the last few minutes. You, you, even if, if it did, you could probably find it. So the distractions are immense. But now imagine that you didn't have anything past those distractions that you could actually tap into so you're constantly plugged into this particular piece of information so anything that would actually affect you directly you're not informed i mean i've been finding out about stuff in politics when somebody tells me in the comfort of either a cab ride or in conversation after the fact because there was a government cabinet reshuffle i didn't even know i'm so plugged out because the way the information is being disseminated to me it just became hard to consume and i think it's a tactic in order to keep the people who are undecided from actually making decisions you keep on bombarding them with information that is actually going to keep them disenfranchised and unhappy so they stop plugging in they stop paying attention they stop caring and as a result you get this entire block of masses not voting and you have the main block that's voting being the guys who are always tapped in in the country Kenya, to win an election, you probably need approximately 5 million votes. And from those 5 million votes, it's probably people who are still in their 30s, 40s, 50s going up because they actually are vested in what the potential, the, in what would actually happen next. Now, 10 million plus voters didn't vote last time because they didn't care. They don't want a celebrity to tell them to actually take a vote because they think celebrities are all up for grabs and they're all up for sale. So there's nothing I can say that's actually true about them. Now, Think on that and think about what was happening in the United States and you think about what was happening in the UK. These are the undecideds. And then you make messages that are actually triggered towards them. And then they end up not voting. So as a result, the vote goes the way it goes. Go watch The Great Hack and pay attention to what they say about Trinidad and Tobago so you can understand where I'm coming from with this. But then it made me think about how that particular age bracket and that particular generation and that particular group of people function. Augmented reality is a fact now. You can actually wear a device and actually see things from the perspective of this fictional world that exists. Like the matrix is actual fact. And these people will do whatever it takes as far as work is concerned to earn the right to actually take themselves home in the evening and disappear into this augmented reality. It's no surprise that even... Uh, video gaming has got into stadium status type comp competition and each country in the world is right now preparing its teams. I know Kenya is preparing its teams. There's at least two different companies, or sorry, three different companies I know, which are coming up with gaming opportunities so that people can actually perfect their gaming skills and make it to the status of becoming team members in something that will be taken internationally. Because right now we are so connected as far as the globe is concerned, we can make that thing happen. With that being said, I think as far as power dynamics are concerned, the older generations that have watched these particular technologies come and take over the world, they are conscious of the fact that they are obsolete as far as their relevance to those who came after them. I am not married so closely to the idea of this god-type figure when it comes to these big international conglomerates that create certain devices. I'm not that tapped into who they are. And as a result, I will 
I will use the device you've created. I will I'll pay whatever figures you want me to pay to actually be able to have access to these these, these devices. But then after the fact, I'm not gonna put you in this god status so that I can feel like I am unworthy or even coming close to, if not surpassing that which you create. If you look at it from the perspective of social living or social existence, by keeping a people tapped out and disenfranchised, you keep control on a thousand percent. It's why I think movies like, uh, I think movies like these um, Hunger Games became such a big phenomenon because it feels relatable it feels like we have that level of being put in like these prisons that we call ourselves cubicles and offices and that that's the routine that we have it's like a prison cell we're trying to make ourselves be able to just earn the meal we're going to have next and then add that to now that we've reached a level where you can actually order in for anything from alcohol to uh, uh to to, to entertainment and everything like all this stuff is actually accessible to that extent and to that degree does it then mean that you can actually find the need to actually leave the house and go interact with other people sometimes it doesn't even lead to that and then add that to the fact that excesses have become the thing there are more hangovers as i record this than there are people making their way to work as far as my social circles are concerned for the rest of the country, I know it's different. I think the one thing I like about the fact that I take a walk to the office every morning is I get to walk side by side with the guys who are going even further kilometers than walking as far as the industrial area to go do their work. And in the evening, we come to walk back with them. I mean, sometimes I even when I'm walking and I'm listening, I hear some guys who work construction talking about how they finish construction in some place in Kileleshwa and they're hoping to do construction somewhere in Kilimani. And they always find time when they're coming down to walk into one of those buildings and ask if there's work so that they don't have to commute such a long distance or walk such a long distance back and these are the people who actually make the economy move but they're not taxed and everything and then now there's these other things that are coming up where you want to tap and tax people to to death as you loot in the process when it would have been much easier if you make it possible for the people to earn their keep and make their money they would gladly pay their tax so that they can make sure they can live to the utmost of their successes but the wheel is broken and it comes back to the two document the documentary and film i was actually talking about the characters who worked in the creation of something like cambridge analytica and the different elections as far as brexit was concerned and as far as the trump election was concerned these people were coming with the theme of for those who are comic book fans and film fans you'll know this line remember remember the 5th of november the gunpowder treason and plot I too remember when the 5th of November should never be forgot. And it's the story of Guy Fawkes that's actually tied into that. And Guy Fawkes wanted to, to blow up Parliament. But now as it exists, across the globe, the Senates and Parliaments that exist are metaphorically being blown up because people who are coming in are so at the knife edge of believing in what systems existed before that even the pristine look of what was power is now so tainted that they would rather have the thing burnt to the ground and then build it again from scratch. Burkina Faso is proof of that. If you're going to try and make people start caring again about what is actually leadership and everything, you have to change the way leadership should exist. And I, as I stand right now, I am so in a position of wonder and curiosity because the country I live in has no real leadership. 
we're still going to be hitting the polls and there's nobody I consider or deem worthy of being given a vote in any way, shape or form. I know people who have decided they're not even going to try and vote, but they know for a fact that if they don't vote, they don't know the, how the small seats are going to be taken care of. The presidency is one thing, but there's all these other things that happen at the bottom that actually affect us directly. Politics is a cash grab. And because it's a cash grab, we feel so disenfranchised and we say that time I don't feel like I can actually, actually be a part of this. But I think in this thing that we call the augmented reality and be being distanced from that which is supposed to be our successes, it's a way for those globally in power to tame the potential of a people. And when I say a people, I mean regardless of race, gender, culture, and all that. It's a tactic. It's always a tactic. There's nothing that actually I've seen as far as even the angles they take in what they try market to the people as like it was preordained, was destined to be. And you can't really infiltrate these things as far as even trying to suggest small things coming to life. You're considered too much of a radical and you should be tamed. And the whole idea of being tamed is because they feel that a certain sense of order should exist. As it stands right now, the idea of a commander-in-chief in a country that's never been tested in war in any way, shape, or form. I mean, we have more generals that have retired without actually any war experience, and that maybe is an assumption on my part, but then again, maybe I'll be proven wrong. I know there's some who have actually been in peacekeeping missions, but other than that, there haven't been in any wars. Not that I want any wars to happen, but then again, having a standing army is not a bad thing. The increases that I'm hearing of, of, of police bases in different places, all this is neither here nor there. All I'm saying is the generation of people who are plugged into their computers and plugged into their mobile phones and plugged into the internet and everything, this is what I ask of you. As you find these distractions that actually keep you away from that which is what's happening on the ground, may I suggest running through the different informations that could actually be of relevance, be it an easy way to consume the constitution, be it an easy way to consume uh, social engineering that exists and how social status is actually a thing right now. Study all these things so that when the time comes where you're supposed to actually tick or X something, you know what to do that far benefits you and the guys who come after you than anything else. It's the only way to compete in this world right now. Information trumps anything else. It trumps anything else. And I've said it in countless other, uh, other podcasts, and I'm going to just say it one more time in this sense. As much as it is seen in a certain light as far as the press is concerned, when you look into the underbelly, it's a totally different animal. I, for one, was really curious to potentially make it back into radio entertainment and stuff like that. But then I look at radio and entertainment and I see that it, even entertainment is affected in the very same way. There are certain people who are so stuck in their ways they would never allow themselves to find other angles of putting things together that would engage a whole other generation. I'm in my 30s. I mean, the taste buds that I have for music and the taste buds that the people in their 20s have are very, very different. My... my my podcast is very niche in the sense of it's all geared towards the curious mind that wants to tell stories, that wants to illustrate stories and stuff like that. In doing so, I'm trying to make sure there's a place where you could actually communicate with the person who is going through the same musings you're going through. And I'm sure we are actually communicating in the perfect way because from what I see from your tweets and from your text messages, I get where we're coming from. That being said, and I know I digressed aggressively and I apologize, Augmented reality is one thing. It's a pleasure and a luxury that you get to enjoy on the side. However, the real world still keeps going. 
and as long as you keep keeping yourself in that corner over there you will not get to actually truly enjoy that augmented reality in comfort you will always be in a state of panic the Kenyan shilling is now over 104 shillings to the dollar that's a bad sign yet we're still more curious about the new currency's printing look than the value of the shilling food security is about to go bust because apparently the the, the corn the corn uh, storage is not as good as we thought it was but then we're too focused on how corny the posts we put together on instagram facebook and and, and, and twitter and, and whatsapp keep us laughing i mean we have more interest in putting a craze of this song is so catchy we should put it out there which there's a place for that however i would like a place to also exist for those who claim they want to be the democratic leaders in the world as far as credentials to become leadership i know i don't have the paperwork i don't have the academic grade or the graduation levels and all that I'm, i am curious to see what is supposed to be created because i'd, I'd rather be a person who keeps power in check by speaking to it in a position of yeah i saw what you did there and it's not supposed to be that i'd rather be a civic leader than a political leader and even to be a civic leader requires you to actually be consciously out there and be dominantly speaking to people in public and which is not something i really do i believe in leading an example and i think the only way we could actually speak to to power in the perfect way is to reach a level where we are all conscious of what they can take from us these are again personal musings and personal journeys that I've taken. And with that being said, I'd like to thank you so much for taking the time to listen to me today. I know this was a heavy one and I apologize and I hope that by putting this out there, it just makes it possible for us all to actually just go take a pause and be like, wait a minute, let's just, let's just debate this because manipulation is easy if you're not plugged in. And if you are plugged in and you still take time to actually plug out and take time to marinate on that which you do, it's the best way to go. Some friends of mine, they put a notepad together and they put actually notes after everything they read or watch. I pause when I'm, when I'm watching something or after I watch it, I, I sit down in silence and I run through everything I've seen. And then I do that some more and I swirl the information and eventually a podcast is born. So that's one way to look at things and I think it's important for actually, actually for us to find direction find peace find solace in the fact that we can actually break things down and enjoy the things that come thereafter first day of the week so i intend to actually hit the ground running i didn't do as many pieces of animation last week as i'd hoped but i think i'll be able to do so sleep pattern is not back to normal yet but then again that i get to sleep in the first place that counts for something uh, this week is gonna be a tad bit heavy and I've been a terrible son. I haven't gone to see my family in a very long time and after talking to mom yesterday, I'm hoping to actually free up my Saturday and Sunday so I can go see my family, my my, my mom, my dad, my my sisters, uh, my, my nephews and my nieces. The cool thing about my family is they're all in one area so it's just a matter of taking a couple of cab rides and a couple of jav rides and I'll be there with them. And I, I hope they know this and I'll just say it again. I do love you all dearly. Uh, never forget that i may not show it as often as i do but i do love you to death so with that being said join me be caesar or be nothing at all god bless be good take care of yourself think it ain't illegal yet but they're working on it one